0: You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message.
1: Today we celebrate our 245th anniversary, our birthday country, the United States of America, uh, we've said it many times, but I say it again, to me, it's the greatest country in all the world. I've had the joy of traveling to other countries, I enjoy them, I enjoy preaching there, I enjoy the people, but I tell you what, when you land back on this soil, there's no place like America. I love it. I believe we have the greatest constitution. I have a copy right here, this great constitution of ours, Well listen what it said on July the 4th. 1776, when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them to another, and assume to the powers of the earth the separate and equal station with the laws of nature and the nature of God. I'm glad that he's right there in that first paragraph. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and they are endowed by their Creator We did not believe in evolution 245 years ago Dowed by our creator With certain unalienable rights Those cannot be changed They cannot be altered They cannot be diminished Is what that word unalienable Deals with And these are Number one Life Life The purpose of America is life Not death then where, pray tell, did we get the nonsense that we could kill 63 million babies? 1973. And in 1979, where did we get the idea Supreme Court that you could legislate that parents don't have the right to know when a minor is having what they call an abortion? And yet our Constitution says, number one, we are here for life because they were attached to Jesus Christ who is the way, the truth, and the life. The world is full of death. Jesus is full of life. The world is filled with darkness and Jesus is light. It's amazing how our churches deteriorate. We have taken our bright, lively, happy, light auditoriums and we've painted our ceilings black and we brought the lights down, and we made some little mood lights, and now you go in, you go online, you see any church in America, it's like a tavern or a nightclub, and all of a sudden we made everything dark when churches used to be on fire and had light. We're not changing the colors. Just announced it, not under my watch, go ahead. When I die, do what you want, but I'll be in heaven, and say, God, go ahead and smite them. Uh, That's all right. Life, liberty. Liberty comes from God. Stand fast in the liberty where Christ hath made us free and be not again entangled with the yoke of bondage, Galatians chapter 6 says this, and uh, the pursuit of happiness. Children need to be raised in happiness. Children have not had happiness for the last 16 months. They've been in fear. They've been in bondage. First time in America's history. We lost more during the Spanish Flu than we did in 1918, 1920, 1919, 1920. We lost more with the Spanish Flu than we did with COVID, but we never shut the church down. America never one Sunday, one day, until Mr. Fauci came on the scene, we never one time shut the church down. Now we're shut down for 15 months. Many of our mission fields are still shut down. A time you need the church, the more is during epidemics and pandemics and during sorrow and during war, you need to get people gathered around the world. Now, now guys, your job and the other pastors here and the ladies, your job's gonna be busy as you deal with alcoholism and drug addiction and as we deal with domestic violence, as we deal with the problems and depression that is gripped our society, better be careful. There's repercussions. They're starting to tell you that, uh, we don't understand what's going on, but uh, you, you, go, you, you go to a, a place to get some food, you stand in line and wait. You sit in your car and wait. Why? Everywhere you go, say, we can't find employees. You wanna know why they find, can't find employees? Uh, look what's happening here. They're saying young people do not wanna come back to work. Young couples don't wanna come back to work because they're making more money not working than they would if they worked the job. Okay, ramifications. If a man will not work, he should not eat. A man's character is defined by the fact that he has been raised up to work. A man must learn to work. There's satisfaction in work. There's fulfillment in work. They're wandering in San Francisco. I'm gonna get more Texas in a minute. I'm just getting warmed up today. But in San Francisco, they figured out they made tent cities. The the city bought tents, they sectioned them off, they put little boundaries. Here's your tent, here's your tent. They're spending $60,000 per tent on the individuals, plus bringing them groceries, plus getting them alcohol, plus the drugs. Hey, they said it's not working. Duh, it's against the Bible. Man must work. What a great country, however amidst all this life liberty and pursuit of happiness by the way don't get upset with me i can see it a little bit already don't don't get upset i'm 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 struggling to try to help my part to keep this country free for your kids and your grandkids church is going to be extinct they're closing at record numbers 46 a week we're losing people to go to the house of god what was that statue? told me they came out this, this past week or a few weeks ago? I can't remember, what did you? is no longer a Christian. No, no, America's no longer a Christian nation, but three times our Supreme Court has ruled that this is a Christian nation, one nation under God. We are living as if we don't need God. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. We need God there's ever a time this old guy stands up here and says, quit handing out drugs and handing out alcohol, providing people a A man must work. Teenagers need to learn to work. Thank God for our teens here. Today, we see all this attack. We see the political corruption and it is wicked. We see every imaginable uh, imaginable sin uh, today where we're lauding transgenders, we're lauding sodomites, we're lauding legalized prostitution, we're lauding lauding, uh, 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 media censorship. Whatever think in America we'd come to that moment, CRT and woke schooling for our kids now. We're, We're living in an environment that is unbelievable. My subject today doesn't deal with that. That's only symptoms of the problem. That's symptoms. 77 shootings last weekend in Chicago, that's just a symptom of a deeper problem. When you walk like this, let's say you slept wrong in your neck or something, and your neck, you... you this is not your problem. You've got to figure out what went wrong in here. Right. The old heart begins to pain. You know, I say, well, I've got, I got to massage my head. No, you've got to figure out what's going on in there. There's, there. These things that we're seeing, slaughtering people, hitting and hurting and harming elderly people, coming up behind them and slapping them in the head and hitting them with a the fist, robbing people, robbing homes, breaking into the cars, breaking, you, 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 you steal less than a thousand dollars. The police are not even coming. What kind of country is that? That is the symptom. That's the problem. That, that's, that's the, what, what, what we see. Look, look what's going on. But let's deal with the symptom. What's the real problem? The real problem Judges chapter six, please. It's deeper. It is deeper than alcoholism, and it's deeper today than domestic violence. Those sins just reflect the real problem. The real problem is not, it did not originate in Washington, D.C. Mr. Biden is not the problem. We got what we deserve. Mr. Newsom's not the problem. We get what we deserve. City council, mayor, I know I've always tried to be a good person to you. We get what we, we deserve. The very fact that you would fly in this city, mayor, a, a sodomite flag, have you thought about these children? Right. Yeah. Have you thought about it's violation of the word of God? Have you thought of that at all? Today we need to lay the blame where it belongs, and it's not with our city mayor, our officials, and it's not with our chief of police, and it's not with our governor, and it's not with the president. They are reflections of what we are. The problem lays blame at the New Testament local church, God's people. God's people are so redefining the church, and preachers, well, I gotta go along with it. You know, they like it this way. They don't like to have Sunday night, so we don't have Sunday night. Well, they don't like to carry a Bible, so we don't carry Bibles. Well, they don't like all this, you know, hymns and songs and spiritual songs. They like rock and roll. So, you know, we we want a crowd. Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church. We go after souls, but it's God's business if it grows. The Lord added it to the church daily, such as should be saved. We are living in a day that we have programmed in and we throw it in the computer, this is the kind of church I want. I want where it's all easy. I don't want any hard preaching. I don't want anything where where it's thus saith the Lord. I don't need a man of God to tell me what the Bible. I'll do it my way. I'll have my kind of music. I'll have my kind of convictions. I'll wear what I want. I'll dress what I want. I'll act like I want. I'll talk like I want. I'll have my own philosophy. I'm going to do it my way, baby. For every man, there's no king in Israel, the Bible said, Judges 17, six, no king in Israel. And every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Right. Right. I'm gonna tell you something. You are smarter, every person in this room than I am. I don't even know how to turn a computer on. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you that I know anything about computer or internet. I hand write emails, someone t- types it. I'm not degrading, degrading my, I don't know anything like you do. I don't know all that. But I tell you what, my job is not to know that. My job is to be a man of God. Dump it, lump it, rump it, or bump it, if you don't like it, that's my job. We will give ourselves continually to the Word of God and prayer. And there needs to be somebody in every city that stands up and says, I'm not gonna try to, I was in a meeting in a distant state 20 years ago, and someone at a pastor's meeting luncheon after preaching they asked the question how do you keep up with your people in your area they're all so smart they're all so intelligent they do all these things they create all these inventions how do you keep up and i remember a preacher answering it before i could answer he said brothers trevor's job is not to keep up with his people they can be smarter in many areas than he is he needs to be a man of god that's what i'm supposed to do and i'm supposed to warn you and if you like it all the time something's wrong isn't he a nice pastor I want to be nice I want to be loved I want to love you and I want to be careful to be very good to you but my job is not to be approved by you and I tell you the longer I'm here we're going to have 46 years of church next uh, two weeks from now all those years all those times it's not getting easier it's harder And yes, sometimes the old flesh is weary. And I said, maybe, maybe, maybe some folks are right. Maybe it is time. Maybe just, uh, I've taken the, I've read repeatedly in the last five years, John uh, 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 General MacArthur, as he stood before Congress, and he said, his farewell address, and then he said this, old soldiers never die. They just fade away. I battled that, Brother McCracken. Maybe it's time for me just to fade away. Maybe it's time for me just to leave. I don't want to. Maybe, maybe it is time that you get a younger generation in here. God hasn't given me peace on that. But I tell you what, you may not like it. And it's been this way for 46 years of preachers to warn. He to warn of judgment and warn of doom and no, warn of, uh, of adversity and warn of le- compromise. That's my job. And if everybody likes everything I say, I'm doing something wrong. Right. We're in the book of Judges today. In the book of Judges, we must realize that God is laying the consequences of their sin at their door. Corruption was a result of compromise. The Bible still says in Second Chronicles 7, 14, if my people, not President Biden, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way, then will I, it's me. It's me. Every pastor Needs to be a leather lung man of God, we need to know how to get a hold of God. We need to hold get a hold of God from the Word of God and in prayer, and then come to the people of God with a message whether they like it or not. Whether they like Daniel's message and they did not, so they put him in den of lions. Whether they like the Apostle Paul's message and they did not, and they stoned him and they beat him and they cast him out of the city and they prisoned him. And the angel of the Lord opened up the prison door and he was out preaching. And he said, I ought to obey God rather than man. I'm gonna do the same thing before prison, uh, during prison and after prison, I'm uh, preaching the word. Oh, well, if there's ever a time that we need to learn to pray for these men of God and their wives and their children and their families and the people that serve here and the deacons and the deacon's wives, it's today. In the book of Judges, I'm uh, speaking on the subject today, Wake up, church. The children of Israel, the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them in the hand of the Midianites for seven years. Such foolishness. I want you to see the progression. It's corruption. It's corruption. I've studied a lot the last few weeks and rehearsed in my mind the history of our great country. Biblically, Roger Williams, that great preacher in the 1600s. They came here as flaming preachers and preached the word of God. But as they came eventually, Swamscott, Massachusetts, there was a big, big convention in the 1800s, late 1800s. Because churches, Lutheran, Presbyterian, Baptist, Methodists, at one time preached the gospel were' all become corrupt. And they laid out and said, here's what we believe. Do you know that everything in life always corrupts? You have to fight for it. Ronald Reagan, our president, said, we're one generation of ex- being, being extinct with freedom. It's going to be gone, one generation. We're right... On the verge in our churches right now. You young couples better wake up. Stop going to these contemporary, stop all the friendships with all the people that are attacking this. Stop it. You, You come to me and talk to me about how my wife, and you begin to tell me how bad she is. I'm not, I'm walking away from your conversation. I might be involved with something else first but I'm walking away. You're not, gonna talk, you're not gonna attack that lady right there. She's given her life to me for all these many years and she's put up with all the preaching and all the nonsense and the type of life that I've had. I, no, you're not gonna attack her. And you're not gonna attack my church. Don't try to attack these deacons. Don't try to attack the staff. Why are you listening to all this junk from people that are analyzing and they've never pastored a doghouse? They began to, first of all, corrupt themselves. I look at the Northern Baptist and Southern Baptist. They divided pretty much on that line. Much of what I came out of as a young man, I grew up with the roots in Northern Baptist. Some of you guys, your roots would have been in Southern Baptist. I'm not saying you're Southern Baptist, and I was never a Northern Baptist. The Northern Baptists are from the North, basically. Not all, but most. And the Northern Baptists are generally quiet people. They don't amen in church. They didn't like our church did. We sang the doxology, nothing wrong with it. Praise God from whom all, nothing wrong. They were thinkers, they were writers. But when the Northern Baptists began to corrupt big time in the early, uh, the late 1800s, early 1900s, began to corrupt. Then you had groups springing up within them. In 1932, you had the GRB, General Association of Brethren Baptists. Because they said, we can't stay with the Northern Baptists, they're corrupting. Four of my uncles were GRB preachers, gave their lives to it. Good men, great men, Bible lovers, had colleges like LABC, Los Angeles Bible College, and Western Baptist Bible College, just up the road here in Richmond. And uh, had colleges across America, good schools, great places, great churches, sang traditional hymns and songs and preaching and teaching. That, that was a lot of the writers, Dr. Ketchum, Grand Rapids, the great Bible teachers. The South was opposite. They were revivalists. They were brush arbor meetings. They were shout. They were amen. I, many of them were educated, but they weren't big educators. They weren't big into that, though they had their schools. And the southwestern, and then Baylor, the college came out of that, the famous Baptist college. And then when they began to corrupt, CBA came in, Christian uh, Conservative Baptist associated of America. So here is Northern Baptist, and here is JRB Baptist, and now CBA comes along, 1947. And I grew up in a CBA church, and, and boy, convictions and standards and teaching and Bible, oh, it's all wonderful. It's great. Great hymns of faith. F- it's great. Well, I don't remember Amen in church. I don't remember a lot of great decisions in church, but it was the greatest church in all the world for me. I, my pastor, Pastor Smith, 15 minutes from me, was the greatest man. What a great preacher. I loved him. I loved his wife. That's where he grew up. And Southern Bank be- be- began to corrupt, so J. Frank Norris. He, he, he brought in World Baptist Fellowship. They found in their colleges, Southern Baptists said, hey, here's one man standing, we should never sing, this is the early 1900s, we should never sing, Pass me not, O gentle Savior. We should never sing, Nothing but the blood. We should never sing, they said, oh, oh, oh how firm a foundation. They said, to think that, you think blood can wash you away? They are in the Southern Baptist schools. So J. Frank Norris fought him. They kicked him out. He became World Baptist Fellowship. I know this is a midweek Bible study right now, but I'm having a good time talking about it. And he began World Baptist Fellowship and great preachers. He built two of the largest churches for 13 years. At the same time, he pastored in Detroit and he pastored in Fort Worth. It was incredible. Thousands and thousands came to both locations. They never knew where he was gonna preach. It's amazing. And then they had a split in 1950 and the Baptist Bible Fellowship began. Springfield was their big college and and it was founded on missions and soul winning, bus ministry, preaching, worldwide missions. Oh, (laughs) just go online, look at Baptist Bible Fellowship. Look where they wound up. All these places, all these churches I'm talking about, they're all going along with the uh, the pink little lights and different color lights and bringing the lights down in the house and having a rock band up here, dancing around and singing. But worship and praise, oh, we've got such freedom in God. Listen. Yes, we have freedom with our salvation, but it's not license to sin. It's not license to compromise. In America right now, what we need in Washington D.C. is a leader that says, I'm the President of the United States. I believe in God. I believe in the flag, I, amen. I believe in marriage, one man, one woman. Just have some character and stand for what's right. Well, we have to appease everybody. That's how our churches are going. Now, fellas, let's not offend anybody. Let's just make sure everybody feels good about themselves. Talk about every, we're, we're preaching today on just financial success. Go to a seminar. Better yet, read the Bible. Emotional and stable day. I just, ladies and gentlemen, you, I, know, I know you don't like it when I say, but that's not what America was built off of. We're, we're, we're tweaking these churches now. We're making it cool and nice and great. The Bible says, love not the world. Let me ask you a question, Christian. Christians should stand for something. What is worldly that you're fighting against? The devil always takes what God's people have and mirrors it. We have music, the devil has to, he has to have music. Any moral I could tell you that, that there's good music and bad music, and the devil has his music, and God has his. The, the dress, uh, the world has their dress and Christians have their dress. But, 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 but great Christians stand for some, Christians nowadays don't have to stand for anything because we sing the same music the world does, we dress the same way the world. What, what are you sacrificing being a Christian? Nothing. You want to look like the world that's that's on our platforms in our church righteousness preserves a nation righteousness exalted the nation but sin is a reproach the church is a resister. we resist compromise every organization always corrupt the republicans corrupt the democrats corrupt Americanism corrupts, churches corrupt, pastors we corrupt, homes we corrupt, everything corrupts, business is corrupt, and a good leader needs to keep his hand on the pulse of his business and say, no, we're not going down that way. You say, but my staff would always think that I'm, I'm, I, I've got my eyes open on everything. That's your job. That's what a mother does with her little, her little chicks, her little kids. She keeps her eyes open. She listens to conversations of friends. She watched the way your kid's friends sit in church. She watched what's going on because mother, when your kids are grown, that friend who's trying to lead them down another path, they're gonna be gone and you're gonna be left with the ramifications of how that friend destroyed your child. I mean, what what conviction do you have that the world, what, what, what are you saying no to? It's invading our churches right now. Wine is okay, they're saying. A little bit of alcohol is okay. The movie house is okay. The dance is okay. Now we're starting to think that maybe marijuana is very, it might be okay. We're, we're binding it, what are you standing against? You know, you can be a member of the church, singing the choirs across America and not have a stand for anything. Well, they'll think I'm weird. Well, you're not trying to get their approval. We're standing before God today. And I promise you this, churches like this won't be around in five years. I said that in a college student said, Blue Treeper said his church isn't going to be around. I said, churches like this. Our, our churches are self destructing. He so, said, well, man, the place has failed on the lowest. This is the lowest Sunday of the year for the last 45 years. And we have children's churches going on. We had church services going on for the bus kids yesterday and brought them in here and preached the word of God to them. And we have at the other property, The place is packed over there and preaching going on. God's doing something, he's always done something. But if we don't fight for something, we're gonna lose it. I, I see there's corruption. Corruption's always coming in. It's always coming in, it comes in the youth group. Thank God, best youth in all of America, right here. But we gotta fight it all the time. Filipino ministry, gotta fight it all the time. The Christian school, you gotta look at it. The Sunday school, publications, the books you promote, the the entire ministry here, and the bus ministry, and the bus ministry, and the sea ministry, and the preaching ministry. Gotta watch it! I'll do my own amen, and we're out of time. But we'll keep going. The corruption. They did evil in the sight of the Lord. Not the sight of, they did evil in the sight of the Lord. Man thinks you're doing okay. Look at the consequences of that corruption. And the hand of the Midianite prevailed against Israel. Right there, there it is right there. The hand of Midian, those are, those are people, prevailed against Israel. And because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made them dens, and the mountains, and the caves, and the strongholds. Well, stop right there, we're gonna keep going. You know what happened when you corrupt, corrupt, corrupt? There's consequences. You want your kids living like that? in fear in the mountains and the caves and the dens and so it was that when israel had sown that the midianites came up and the amalekites oh, more people come in and the children of the east even they caused to come up and they encamped against them and they destroyed the increase of the earth till they came unto gaza which has left no sustenance for the israel neither sheep nor ox nor ass and they came up with their cattle up with their cattle and their tents and they came as grasshoppers and they entered the land to destroy it. I wonder if the Lord tarries and I go to heaven one day if I'll be able to look down and watch what's going on with my grandkids. I sure hope they have a good youth group. I hope they get a man up there that's preaching and a man that can weep once in a while and a man can get happy and shout and praise the Lord and a man that can warn them. There's consequences. There's consequences. We have 14 grandkids that bring their names throughout the day to the Lord repeatedly. Oh, I'm praying, I'm praying for them. I pray every day for that God would keep them safe physically and mentally and socially and spiritually and philosophically. Because I know, Paul said to that church at Colossae, beware lest any man spoil you or capture you through philosophy. Our churches, please hear me in my lifetime, I've watched it. They're they're changing. Who'd ever think? Who'd ever think that it would change so fast? Who'd ever think? Who'd ever think? 1962, the Beatles came to town. I remember our pastor brought a black and white TV, and he showed us that. He said, see those long-haired boys? And Two of them had shorter hair than I did. Go look, look at the picture. And two of them had hair just touching the top. He goes, that's sissies, fellas. <laughs> See that music? And you know what? That music, most of it had harmony. But their music was, was anarchy. Puff the Magic Dragon dealt with marijuana. We didn't have marijuana going through the streets of our city until the Hate ashbury 1966. When I was in high school watching all that happen, nobody, 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 it was against the law. We got married, it was against, you couldn't get an abortion, you could not have an abortion. It's against the law. But by the way, now kids can kill their parents. They wonder why are kids killing their parents? Why are kids killing grandmas? Why are kids stealing for drugs from their grandmothers? What's going on? Maybe it's called consequences. I saw a few of you just look at your clock, so let me hasten. Chapter three, verse six and seven. I want you to see not only the corruption and the consequences, but notice their cry. Verse six, latter part of it: The children of Israel cried unto the Lord. And it came to pass when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord because of the many nights they cried to God i want to ask you i want to ask you this i just i hope i'm i hope you're seeing i'm trying to be kind how much did you pray for america today i mean did you get up early and pray for the on july 4th and pray for our country how, or maybe this week how have you prayed for it have, have you prayed that god would spare this land the girls saying about it or one of them would give us uh, spare our land are you crying out to God for this country? Are you crying out that God would do something to return us to God? In the late 1700s America, young country, young, we corrupted so bad. So badly, it was so awful. Debauchery, sin, already in the late 1700s. And God sent a preacher and those preachers began to preach. And you call it, you go upon Wikipedia and you look and you'll see it, the first awakening. In the late 1700s, the first awakening, there was a spiritual revival. And America came back to God. Even we were out of Bibles in the country and Congress passed laws to print Bibles in Washington, D.C. to get them out to the people. And that's why when you join the military, every man I've got in my office will go to World War II. They were issued a Bible, that some had a, a, had a piece of metal so that if you were hit by mortar fire, by shells, that, that was a, a protection for the Word of God. There was the first awakening. And then, like usual, everything corrupts. the second awakening came in the late 18, early 1800s to 1840, about 40 years. The first awakening from the 1740s to about the 1790s, that, that was basically New England. But the second one was felt nationwide. And there was an awakening and people repenting of their sins and debauch, debauchery. And then the third awakening came from 1850 to about 1900 followed by the 1920s and 30s and 40s and 50s of the great churches of america being built you've been teaching us brother Remers, on sunday night teachers meeting downstairs and by showing us the pictures and the great churches they sprung up when i became a bus director 50 years ago in illinois you could not buy a school bus you just could buy a school bus secondhand school bus They were taken. In our city of Rockford, 140,000 people, we had five fundamental Baptist churches, and every one of them were running buses. We were running 13. Windsor was running five or six. First Baptist was running many. Kishwaukee, your grandfather's church, was running uh, 10. They're all over that city running buses. In addition, Nazarenes got on board, and they started what was called the Joy Bus, it had a happy smile on it. The joy bus went all over cities. You know, even when it came here, other churches had bus ministries, and sometimes whatever the promotion was, the kids got on that bus because there was better promotions than our promotions that day. That didn't bother me. I'll tell you what. They were going to church. And somebody many Karen were teaching the Bible in Sunday school. You're not going to be, you're not going to find Another church, to my knowledge, there might be one, I don't know. You're not going to see buses running. In the Silicon Valley, two million people. These kids need church. These boys and girls, the, t- the teenagers, Brother Evan, they come out. Yes, they, those teenagers, those t- I mean, they pack that place out, teenagers off all these buses. And I don't know what's going on with those public school teenagers, but they come and they hear preaching and they like it. They'll say amen. They'll, they'll weep. They'll come to an invitation and some have already tattooed up and you name it, how they're all, all the, and they, brother, went low. You're, you're in the prisons in the state of California. You're seeing there's an openness to the gospel during, the, during COVID. We can never get Bibles in these, in these jails. And you know this story, within five days, we had five jails in this area, said, we need Bibles, a hundred uh, of them or more, for the women's jail, for the men's jail, for the youth jail over this county, said, we're, we're here, you're giving Bibles out, can you bring it? and every day, they're begging for Bibles. Gotta cry out to God. I can't pass that jail downtown without praying, so God, there's a, a, a young man in there, a mother's boy is there, a mother's a grandmother's boy is there, a, a man's, a, a, a lady's husband's in there. Oh dear God, get, get the gospel to that young man today. Get the gospel to that young lady today. All those years you taught public school, thank God for you. How can you not be broken hearted for these kids? Used to be, when you start in the 60s teaching, you you teach English, you teach history, you teach science. Now we're teaching all these social things. What about reading, writing, arithmetic? What about respect? But police have to come on the campus. And, And gates have to be up. Oh, I'm way out of time, I'll close with this. I'm not done. God sent a captain. Because of their Situation, their corruption and their consequences and their cry, God said, a captain, verse 8, the Lord sent a prophet. I thank God for the men of God that are rising up. And then they, they began to conquer. In verse 16 through 22, they begin to conquer. You see, today, D.C. has nothing to do with what's going on here. They're not the problem. Sacramento is not the problem. Right. The city council and the mayor is not the problem. Right. It's men like me and I'll tell you what. You get tired of trying to hold the line. Don't you honey? We get, I get tired of it. It's weary most every preacher that my age or older that died most of them died and it was almost a relief a relief I know one great preacher one of the largest churches in America he, he, he was told what surgery he needed and for years he put it off they said it's gonna get you and he goes I know I think when he died 20 years ago it had to just be a relief I want to live I don't want to die I'm just saying this, it gets wearisome. Watching people self-destruct and thinking, what are you doing?
0: Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.